everyone to voice of the valley here in the horn chrysler dodge jeep ram studios i'm your host dave bell 428-9494 is the phone number 928-428-9494 happy thursday everybody hope you're having a good day we are we've i've been chatting with my guests this whole time one of my favorite guests because well we didn't talk history this time no, not we did. We didn't yeah. talk it, but we're planning on but it. But we're going to. <laughs> Hal Herbert is here. He's with the Graham County Historical Society. Always shares cool historical information about our area. So thank you so much for being here. I appreciate it. I'm glad to be here. Uh, we I I do want to mention last night was the sheriff talk. I think is the title of it. Uh, I was there covering it. Hal was there. Uh, it was interesting to hear. It, it was it was very interesting. I will say. It was promised to be apolitical, and it was not apolitical. It was very political. I mean, it was promised to be apolitical. Yes. And it was not yeah. <laughs> apolitical. It was very political. Um, but that's fine. I, I Like I was telling Hal, my mom was a cop for 35 years. I, I know which way police tend to lean politically. Tend to, not all. So I didn't really hear anything. And and let's face it, Sheriff Lamb's running for the U.S. Senate. It's going to be political, yeah. you know, uh, and that's okay. Uh, the big difference between police and sheriffs, sheriffs are elected. Yes. They are politicians. But they have to be, they have to go by party. So, yeah, yeah. you know, unlike city council, but unlike city councils, yeah. which is nonpartisan right. and school boards are supposed to be nonpartisan. But anybody who runs for election is a politician by it, definition. By definition. Right. Uh, so I, I did. I expected some. It was a little bit more than I expected. Uh, as I was telling Hal, the one thing I was surprised at uh, to a small degree, well, there was criticism of of this administration and its handling of the border. That's fine. You can't criticize any administration for the handling of the border. I don't care which which one you criticize. I was surprised nobody brought up the recent border bill that was killed uh, after former President Trump said Republicans should not pass it because if they do, then he can't run on the border. And as we, this is no secret, Trump ran on the border in 16 and in 20, saying he was going to build a wall that never really got built. But, you know, there were some slats put up. Um, but, I, you know, that wasn't mentioned. Probably should have been. <laughs> Considering that Border Patrol actually liked the bill. And, and everybody acknowledged it was a first step. That bill is a first step. Right. It's not a end game. It's not going to solve all the problems, but it's a first step. You have to take a first step on any issue. That never got mentioned and probably should have. But otherwise, I thought Kathy put on a great event, Kathy Grimes, over yes. at the Substance Abuse Coalition. She Oh, I went out and talked to the health providers. The lobby was filled with more than a half dozen health providers in, uh, in drug addiction, and they were great. Everyone, I would, don't want to get too political, but everyone I talked to, agreed that uh, the uh, war on drugs failed and that the drug addiction problem is a health problem. 
And they were there to provide the health services. And I really appreciated that. Good people, good hearts, good intentions. It's important. Yeah. So uh, I think it was a good event. I, I was I was happy to see it, really happy to see it here. And the fact that Kathy could get four sheriffs, because unfortunately, Gila Sheriff was ill. So his chief deputy came. Uh, uh, you know, the fact that she could do that is phenomenal. Because as PJ said, one-fifth, excuse me, one-third of all of Arizona sheriffs were in Graham County yesterday. That's a big deal. In tiny little Graham County in southeastern Arizona, um, what are we, the fourth smallest county by population? Greenlee's first, then La Paz, then Santa Cruz, then Graham. And the fact that a third of all the sheriffs in the state were here. And all of them from south and southeastern Arizona. Yes. That's good. Well, because we're impacted by the border. Right. So uh, I, I thought Kathy did a great job. But we're here to talk history today. Ah, Let's good talk old history. history. Oh, and by the way, in about 10 minutes or so, we're going to jump over, talk to Reed uh, over at Cat Country, because uh, I think he's got somebody from Due West that is going to be talking to him. And if you watch American Idol, I guess Due West came into play. And they're, com- and they're coming to EA next week. Very good. I think. So we're going to find out what's going on with that. So something something involving Graham County <laughs> is, is happening, and we're going to find out from We'll Marie. find out. Yeah. So what are you working on right now? I'm writing an article for the uh, Journal of Arizona History uh, that was inspired by a question by Jeff uh, Gaskin, a good friend of mine who is going to be with me today, but unfortunately a friend of his involved uh, in an accident that hit a deer, and they're all upset by that. Well, so, and hitting a deer is not like, it's you know, it's Yeah, scary. it's not like, yeah, I bumped a squirrel. That's right. You tend to kind of lose your front end. Exactly. It's exactly what happened to them. Well, anyway, he asked me a question. He said that Jeff has uh, been a member of the uh, Arizona Buffalo Soldiers Association for many, many years and has attended uh, several of the uh, tours to the Huam robbery site. And he had heard somewhere that Isaiah Mays, who was a member of the uh, soldiers who defended the payroll robbery, had uh, a connection with Clifton. And I'd never heard that. I said, well, well that's, I've not heard it. And uh, so uh, he and I took three days to go, go to Fort Huachuca through the archives there to see if we can find everything we could on Chris Mays and to find out if there was any real connection between uh, uh, he and, uh, and Greenlee County or Clifton. And lo and behold, we, we found it in a copy of a, uh, of, a, of a letter. But let me start this out by reading the first paragraph of what will become an article for the Journal of Arizona History. Maybe this will give you an idea of what we found and where we're going. And I have no title for this. I let them decide a title. I just simply call it a biography of Corporal Isaiah Mays. High in the mountain, near the border of New Mexico and Arizona Territory, the waters began to rise in the summer of 1865 as monsoons drenched many of the slopes that dominate that area. A 66-year-old former member of the U.S. Army uh, 24th Infantry had stored everything he owned in a canvas tent on the banks of the San Francisco River near Clifton. 
either he was away at the time or just didn't notice the quickly rising water. But in either case, he lost everything he owned, including his most precious possession, a U.S. Congressional Medal of Honor. And then I go on from there to talk about his, to get into his biography. The moment you said Isaiah Mays, I'm like, I'm fairly certain he's a Medal of Honor winner. Yes. So I, I was looking it up while you read, and, <laughs> and then you got me at the end. Exactly. And he, yeah. he is important to us also because uh, from this area, we initiated a, uh, a uh, memorial service to transfer his remains from behind the state hosp- the old state hospital in Phoenix where he was buried, to Arlington Ceremony under guard, under an honor guard, and had a fantastic ceremony there with a lot of prominent people and uh, a full service for the the reinterment of his remains at Arlington Cemetery because he is a Congressional Medal of Honor winner. So bookend that between those two events that he was a 66-year-old common laborer in 1895 he lived to, uh, to 1925, so he had a, a, a long life. And that, that, that he had been awarded the, uh, uh, the Congressional Medal of Honor and lost it. So I wanted to fill in everything between those two big, uh, bookends. Uh, he was important. He was uh, the one of only two members of the Warm Robbery uh, Defense that had awarded the uh, had been awarded the Congressional Medal of Honor. The other was uh, Sergeant Brown. Sergeant Brown, uh, unlike Isaiah Mays, stayed in the Army for the rest of his career. And what allowed him really a great great deal of uh, pride is that he was a marksman. He entered was entered by his uh, he was in Company C of the Twenty Fourth Infantry. And he was enter- entered into almost every military uh, sharpshooter contest across the United States. And they would send him to these uh, locations to represent uh, Company C. And uh, so he, he was a great uh, uh, marksman uh, award winner. And he won many awards for Company C. Uh, I, I mentioned twice or several times now about uh, the 24th Infantry. The 24th Infantry is oftentimes called um, the Infantry of Black Valor. They had many, many uh, members awarded the Congressional Medal of Honors and other awards, but its history was cut short. They were dissolved into other uh, regiments, and consequently... A great deal of the uh, fame and tradition uh, has been buried in history, and a lot of people are are bothered by that. That uh, one of the most famous uh, infantry group in the U.S. history of U.S. Uh, services, the U.S. Army, uh, doesn't have the same traditions and banners and marches of other other regiments when they uh, have grand shows at uh, graduations and uh, other things uh, across the United States. And so a lot is being done to rewrite, not to rewrite, except to write the history of the 24th Infantry. And this will become a part of that as well. Well, it, it's worth noting 
all of these soldiers were dealing with segregation policies at the exact same time. And it's not like uh, at the time the army was welcoming to African-American soldiers. I mean, you're, you're talking post-Civil War. and Well, even- there was a period post-Civil War where they were accepted. It was up until World War I when we cut it. Oh, see, I, was, I thought they were still segregated units. Well, they were segregated units, but they were welcomed into the Army. Then they, uh, they tried to, what are they, uh, it wasn't until 1948 that they're truly integrated right. under uh, uh, President uh, Truman. But the, uh, there was a period of time when they started cutting black entry into the Army by cutting, uh, not, not, not even recruiting them. And, and yet, as you say, so many of, of those soldiers post-Civil War were awarded the highest honor a soldier can receive yes. um, because of the work they're doing. Uh, you know what? I think Reed is all set over on Cat Country. What do you say we jump over and then we'll, we'll come back? All right. You there? Hey, how are you, sir? I'm good. Now, on the phone with us right now, can, can you guys hear David? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Hello, David. Good morning to you. Hi, guys. These are guys from Due West. They're from Hendersonville, Tennessee, talking to us right now. Well, they're not. That's not where they're from. That's where they are right now. Because <laughs> right. at least one of them is from here, right? Yeah. Mr. Hull is is from here. Brad Hull and grew up here in Thatcher. Uh, oh, well, yeah. Thatcher. Oh, well, then in that case, you can claim Tennessee then. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a Safford boy. I'm a Safford, a Safford boy. Yep. Hey, I'm from Pima. I'm acceptable to them. bike song? I'll start saying Thatcher High School fight song if you need me to. (laughs) We'll do it. Why not? Hey, wait, wait. You guys, yesterday was David's birthday, and we didn't even know. So I think we have to do it, right? Let's do it. Yeah, this is what we do. This is what you do. So let's hear it. Yeah, happy birthday to David. Let's do it. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear David. Happy birthday to you. Now I got to buy a ticket, don't I? (laughs) I got to buy a ticket. That was great, guys. Thank you. See, they they've sang that to my every one of my kids. (laughs) <laughs> That's reminiscent of Marilyn Monroe singing to President Kennedy. Wow, that was great. But I'm weary. They're like, where did that voice come from? Oh, I got Hal Herbert in. We're talking history, too. So <laughs> so we have to talk about, first of all, you guys are going to be Eastern Arizona College um, next Friday. And then you're in Queen Creek the next night. But we have to talk a little bit about it. And we talked about it on the air without you. But Matt has a story that, it, it, and I was... We were around back then. Uh, that blows my mind. So, on American Idol, the very last contestant on American Idol this last week on the national TV show American Idol happens to be a relative of yours that you didn't even know about. Yeah, it's a wild thing that has happened in this last, I don't know, six months or so. Um, my sister, if you don't know the story briefly, my sister, when she was 25, she placed uh, her daughter for adoption. Um, with this beautiful, loving family, the Brian Holtz, who live there in Arizona. 
and um, it was a closed adoption and we didn't have any contact with her for 25 years and now McKenna is 25 and both at the same time we were trying to reach out to her and she was trying to reach out to us we we connected miraculously um, about six months ago uh, well it was this last summer and um, yeah I mean this thing has just exploded and it, it just just reconnecting with her was a miracle but then you start throwing in American Idol and all this other stuff and it's like well it's and, and the other thing about it is I mean if you knew your sister your sister passed away and yeah, she did and she was an entertainer she was a singer she was eclectic she was she was the typical hippie chick and she was amazing yeah, she sure was. She, and, and I got to work with her here in Safford, and I actually saw her on the street corner in Bisbee before I I met her here in the in the Safford area, and sat and watched her and and her husband do their little duo in Bisbee, Arizona, on the street corner. And then I find out later that it's your sister. It just, I didn't know that, Reed. That's awesome, dude. That yeah. just gave me chill bumps. That's <laughs> yeah, so cool. I, I did, and then we met her here when she did she wow. open for you guys, right? Yeah, yeah, that's, that's right. right. Yeah. yeah, she opened for you guys, and I went. Wait a minute, I've seen you before, and had a com- <laughs> had a conversation with her, and then unfortunately, I was working with you guys the day she actually passed away. And, that's right. And and so and then all of a sudden, I get this video with this beautiful girl named McKenna, and it just works out that it happens to be her daughter that you didn't even know existed. Blows my mind. Blows yeah, it's well. And and, and I. I could barely even watch the end of a, of American Idol because they had clips back and forth of her singing and then your sister singing and it was it blew my mind. Yeah, yeah we had a we had a duet watch party over here and, and all three of us and family were all here and it was we were sobbing. It was a sob. We're, we're actually sobbing right now just thinking about it. <laughs> yeah, it was it's pretty amazing. If you haven't seen that uh, you need to see it. Um, definitely, you can find. It. I'm sure you can find it. I'm sure it's available. I think is it uh, Idol on Hulu? Yeah, I can watch it on Hulu. You can actually yeah. go to the American Idol YouTube page and, and the full auditions oh, on there. There you go. Perfect. It's it's, it's mind blowing, and the story behind yeah. it is is amazing. And uh, you know, she's in this family that she's adopted to. She didn't know anything about her musical genes, and and of course, Matt's family has been had music in it its whole forever. It's it's amazing. Amazing story. You're going to want to go check it out. Now, the thing that's amazing also that's happening with Due West is they've got a new producer. They've got a new record label. Um, They've got a new album coming out uh, tomorrow. That's right. February 23rd. It's been a long way today. We've been working on this music almost literally forever. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I heard pieces of this when I was with these guys in 2017. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So some of these songs have been around forever, but tell us a little bit about your co-producer, your writer, your record label head. Tell us a little bit about him. Yeah, so he is the legendary Dean Dillon. And Dean Dillon is, when I moved to Nashville from Thatcher uh, back in 2001, he was one of the few names that I knew. Right. I knew George Strait. I wanted everyone wanted to be George Strait, right? But, right. So uh, but Dean, <laughs> yeah, Dean Dillon was the guy behind so many of George Strait's songs, like "The Chair" and "Nobody in His Right Mind Would Have Left Her" and "Marina Del Rey" and all these amazing songs. Yeah. Uh, and he took a liking to us about ten years ago, twelve years ago, at a gig that we did together up in Colorado, and he just 
he took us under his wing. He calls us his sons. He just loves us. And <laughs> and he's, we started writing songs with him. We've written a couple dozen songs with him at least and and uh, started recording things. He uh, Since then, he became the BMI icon, and then he was inducted into the uh, Songwriters Hall of Fame, the Country, the country Music, Music Hall of Fame. Yeah. Yeah, all of these amazing uh, accolades. And he told us, he says, boys, I've done everything in my career, and now all I want to do is do West. Of course, he's still busy writing songs with Laney Wilson and Luke Combs and all the amazing artists, Ernest and so forth. But he uh, he produced this record. We wrote every song on the album. He wrote every song on the album. We wrote all, all but two of them with him. So, and uh, it's amazing. The album comes out tomorrow. It does. And speaking of that, and I do know that you're going to have some available at the show next week in Thatcher, mm-hmm. and there are still tickets available, and we'll talk about that coming up. But did you guys decide on on a single, on the first song that you're going to release from the album? I mean, I gave you my opinion on what I thought it should be, but uh, did you guys decide what you're doing for the first single? We, we've been, that's probably the, the number one question, because, uh, you know, we're doing a little things different this time. We're just releasing the whole album uh-huh. and then from there to see kind of what happens. But as we've been talking and, and, you know, with our team and everything, we've, we've, we've kind of been focusing on the, uh, yeah, we, we've come up with a focus with track, a focus so, track, quote unquote, <laughs> that is, but yeah. that, that doesn't mean it's a single or anything like that. Cause the album is the single for us. Yeah. <laughs> Which one? Did, you kind of dropped out there. Which one did you say it was? Well, remind us what your favorite was. <laughs> <laughs> was it Right Amount Wrong? Uh, well, no, it was Somebody Somewhere. Somebody oh, Somewhere, okay. the, the first track. See, yeah. that's what's so hard is every time we listen to the album that we think of something different. To yeah. be honest, I don't know if we necessarily have had to pick one yet. Um, it'll come out. It'll be available technically tonight at midnight, 12.01. And Who's gonna from that the first moment, one? Who's going to do it? Who's going to order the first album? <laughs> I've already got it pre-saved. It's yeah, going to hit my Spotify playlist right away. Okay, all right, all right. <laughs> but then those analytics will start showing up, and we'll be able to see which ones are getting right. streamed the most and which yeah. ones are getting downloaded the most, and we'll kind of go from there. Well, we're playing, uh, we're playing somebody somewhere, and we're playing uh, in the commercial. Actually, also, we have a couple of the, of the tracks, and they're, you know, they're all great. They're all definitely due west, but they're all. I hear influences from all the same people that we listened to uh, growing yeah. up, and 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 that I even helped introduce Brad to when Brad was just a baby. That's right. <laughs> Absolutely, you introduced me to a lot of the great uh, country artists and a lot of the great bands that, that sang harmony and stuff. So that's so true. All right, so show is uh, there's you guys are doing two shows in Arizona, uh, Eastern Arizona College Fine Arts Auditorium Friday, um, next Friday. And tickets are available eac.edu. You just go there and click on the upcoming events, and you can get tickets. Also, the Queen Creek Center for Performing Arts the following night. That's correct. And then, what are your plans after that? We're going. We're going to go hang out with the Brineholtz on Sunday. Actually, oh, we're going to go. That's so Brad, cool. Brad, met her yet? So. Oh, oh, that, oh, I see. That's right. And so, in case for those of you listening that didn't see it. They actually, American Idol somehow set this up. Maybe you can fill us in on that. Uh, to where she met, you know, her, uh, you know, blood family um, for the very first time on American Idol after she auditioned. And they all got to be there when they told her she was moving on to Hollywood. So how did, how did they set that up? 
Man, well, so they called us, the producers called us and said, we're going to surprise McKenna. We want you guys to come, the rest of my family to come here to Nashville. That's where her audition was. And uh, they snuck us into that hotel down there, downtown. So and, waited. and then we were waiting outside the door. And, you know, you can see it on the on the YouTube or Hulu or whatever. But, yeah, we met her in person for the first time that day. And um, I'm excited, though. She's going to be hanging with us this weekend. She may or may not get up and sing a song or two. Um, we'll just kind of, I'm letting her lead out on that. Obviously, she's a giant superstar at this point. But, yeah. <laughs> but um but the boys are going to, we are going to go hang with her um, and her family on Sunday. And so the Brad and Tim will get to go meet with her. And we'll, I'm sure we're going to get the guitar out and, you know, we'll break bread together and sing together. It'll be the first time Due West gets to sing with McKenna. And maybe we'll get some footage and post some stuff. Uh, yeah. But, well, you know. We'll be watching for it. And if so, we'll share it on our socials. So we appreciate cool. you guys spending some time with us this morning. And thanks for singing to David. Thank you, guys. He feels, he feels special over there. I now. do. All right. I got I got. Two requests. One, lots of new music at the performance at EA. I'm the guy that likes the new stuff at concerts. Okay. I'm, everybody always wants the uh, the the golden oldies, not me. I want to hear the new album. And number two, uh, you got to play Freebird. I ask everybody to play it. <laughs> the 20 minute version. Yes. <laughs> I just threw up in my mouth a little bit. I don't know why. I don't. I don't care. You could come from Jamaica. I want to hear Freebird. <laughs> That'd be a hundred dollars a man. <laughs> do Thanks, guys. That's actually very paradoxical because you like all the new stuff, but then you want to hear the the worst Nolly <laughs> of all time. But 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 I want to hear your spin on it. Oh, that's what I want to hear the Do West spin on Freebird. <laughs> Oh, that's hilarious. On that note, we're going to let David go over there. Thanks, guys. (laughs) All right. That's enough of him. That was amazing. Yeah, isn't it a heck of a story? Yeah, what a story. It was better than history that's happening right now. (laughs) Well, it's living history. And it's happening right here in Graham County. That's wonderful. I'm I'm fingers crossed that McKenna joins them here. Yeah. Uh, Obviously, she'll be at the Queen Creek show. But uh, fingers crossed, because it'd be really cool if they got her up here. Because uh, her mom has performed here, yeah, you know, or her late mother had performed here, so it would be it would be really really neat. All right, we got to take a quick break because you know Reed goes long. He always <laughs> does. Four two eight nine four nine four is the phone number. More with Hal Herbert talking history right after this. Welcome back to Voice of the Valley in the Horn Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Studios. I'm Dave Bell. Hal Herbert is here with Graham County Historical Society working on a piece involving, uh, I, I don't think technically we have anybody from who, who's born in Graham County who's won the Congressional Medal of Honor, but we have two that are close because... Who won it here. Right. The action that occurred in Graham County that uh, awarded them the... Uh, uh, the Congressional Medal of Honor. And you're working on one involving uh, Isaiah Hayes. Isaiah Mays. Mays, excuse Mays, me. yeah. I just want to finish up by, uh, I'm going to include in this article a great deal about uh, the difficult life of black soldiers post-Civil War. It was a challenging life. And you can tell that simply, simply by the assignments that Isaiah Mays had. Uh, he enlisted in, uh, in 1881 in Colorado, in, uh, uh, excuse me, in Ohio. Uh, and uh, served the first five years there. Then he was sent to uh, Fort Elliott in Texas, uh, 
until uh, it was there until 1888. And then uh, in, well, summer of 88, summer of 88, he went to, uh, was uh, attached to Fort Thomas. Then he went to Fort Grant. And it was, he was at Fort Grant when the Guam robbery occurred. And he was assigned to that detail. Then he went to San Carlos. Then he went back to Fort Grant. Then he went back to Fort Thomas. Then he went to Fort Huachuca. And finally, to Fort Bayard in New Mexico, his last assignment. So wherever they, uh, the Army needed him, they sent him there and on very short notice. Correct me if I'm wrong. You, you'd know this better than I. Uh, it, it was a significant number of black soldiers who participated in what is known as the Indian Wars. Absolutely. So uh, basically it was saying, okay, let's take two minority groups and pit them against each other. <laughs> um, I never thought it was quite that way, but that's the way it worked out. Yeah. But, um, yeah, the uh, black soldiers uh, really uh, attributed a great deal of uh, fame to themselves because of the uh, events in the uh, fighting in the Indian Wars. And uh, even here, in, especially here in Arizona, uh, the number of reasons that they also thought they would do well in Arizona, they had this general belief that blacks were, well, they were from a hot country, so they could do very well in Arizona, and they probably won't get uh, malaria and other diseases that uh, were rampant in the water uh, areas like uh, Camp Goodwin, uh, as the white men do. Well, they found out that that wasn't the case in either, in either one, but... Uh, yeah, people are people. That's, yep. that's the deal. Uh, I, I find it interesting. I can't wait to read it. Uh, I'm, I'm, well, I always look forward to this stuff. So, so yeah. you gotta, you gotta come back and you gotta fill us in when you've got it completed and then tell us about the next project. There's always a next project. That's right. Except Ed, Dave, I'm 84 years old now and I'm slowing now. Well, that, then you well, gotta do two at a time. I got a big project coming out. I'll let you know about all right, Hal Herbert with the Graham County Historical Society. For anybody that's interested in joining the Historical Society, how do they do that? Please uh, uh, contact um, either uh, uh, our president, uh, oh, Harvey, Harvey John, yeah. Harvey John, or uh, me, uh, or even if you need my telephone number to contact, I'd be glad to give it to you. Let me just give you a telephone number right now at, at uh, 928-235-1980. And we'll get you uh, signed up in no time. Name is Hal Herbert at uh, uh, 928-235-1980. Perfect. Hal, thank you so much. And thank you all for listening as well. I appreciate it every single day. I'm out of here now, but I'll be back tomorrow. Till then, have a great day.